ladies and gentlemen, welcome to That'll Be $8, the podcast, a.k.a. the Black Awareness Rally Podcast. You can be rocking with anybody else in the world right now, but you are here with us, and for that, we do appreciate you. It's your man, Pledge, alongside my main man, B. What's going on, everybody? And we welcome all of you guys to the discussion. So, B, what's been going on, man? How's life going for you, bro? Um, good, man. Uh, work start tomorrow. Uh oh! First day with the kiddos on the internet. I hear you. you. Um, things are going well, man. Same, same old thing. Just uh, kind of uh, waiting things out, see how they fall. Um, you know, it's a big decision this week because school is supposed to start um, the following Monday. So we'll see how things play out in the next seven days. They ain't decided yet if they're gonna uh, have y'all in in house yet. Yeah, the teachers are like kind of suing, um, because <laughs> they're like, nah, we, Pasco yeah, County? even Pasco, Pasco, yeah. Oh, so uh, Pasco they're, they're going to Uh, yeah, they're, they're scheduled to start next Monday, but, um, the teachers are, are giving a lot of pushback, so we'll see how things play out with that over the, uh, next couple of days. Uh, disrespect, Sean B. <laughs> yeah, you know why this yeah, is yeah. debate, man. Really don't. I mean, let me not say that. I do know why it's a debate. My people yes. still have the, the idea that it's something that, that needs to be debated. Sure. Anyway, yeah, man. Uh, Good luck know. with the start of uh, school for you guys Nick, uh, tomorrow, man. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Uh, what you said? Good luck? Yeah, man. I know it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a challenge, but um, I know you're up for it. So, yeah, it's, it's gonna be uh interesting to say the least. Try to figure out how to work with it, but uh, sure. main thing just hoping that the kids are tuning in and hoping that the parents are you know gonna try to participate and have them come in. So, shall yes. see. No doubt. Shall see. All right. Uh, go ahead and do the rally. Yes. Let's see, let's see. You wanna go ahead and kick it off? Yeah. Uh what's going on, Wiley? What's going on? Crystal. What's going on, good people? Thank you for joining us. Uh for the Black Awareness Rally Pageant Testing. What to say this stuff brother like me be putting it like everywhere and forgetting <laughs> yep bad job bad job this hold on real quick you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do sports first let's go uh wonderful sponsors Randy Watson and the sexual chocolate on that side sports and entertainment all art yes uh it has just been really hard to keep the NBA this week. Well, this month, when it comes to how much uh, they're doing in the very, going <laughs> on, Crystal, in the very, uh, in the social movement category, just found out LeBron actually got the, the Dodgers to open up their stadium to become a, vol- a voting uh, station, a polling place. 
That yeah. was a huge flex. Now I'm just waiting on MJ to kind of top him. See if he can one up him. <laughs> MJ got to come back with something, man. He can't let that one slide. Yeah. Take no L's. Nah, he, he got to Even he in retirement. Got to beat that one up. So, um, I knew the NBA was going to be on board. There was talks about that, but when I saw news about the, the Dodgers doing it, I was like, yo. Think Magic Johnson has something to do with that? Yeah, I think Magic Johnson, um, he um like has some kind of part ownership in the um in the Dodgers. So I'm pretty sure Magic Johnson, you know, can make some phone calls still and make some things happen. So Color me impressed. I was definitely impressed by that. Did not see that one coming. So Yeah, that's so, yeah, my so. uh Randy Watson moment for the week. No doubt. Um, actually, man, mine is also an NBA. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but the NBA funded um, um, a Yale. They they funded uh, COVID tests for uh, from uh, to, to Yale, and so Yale has um, created the the first um, saliva swab for COVID, and it's going to make um, it easier and it's going to make it um, cheaper for people to get um, results. So they'll be able to get faster results at, at a, a cheaper cost um, due to the funding that the NFL, I mean, that the NBA gave to Yale University. So they did come up with a way to test people. And, this is, and the NBA is actually using this test in their bubble. And there have been zero positive tests um, in the bubble. So, um, so I mean, the NBA, they just making things happen all the way around right now. So uh, give a shout out to the organization. They put their money behind um finding a easy way to uh test people. Yeah. And Yale came through with that and um thanks to the money from the NBA. So shout out to the NBA who um they just make it happen on all fronts right now. So you... Kyrie, I know you tried to stop this movement. And keep going. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> You're still making things happen. Oh, <laughs> No, what's what's with you and Drill just finding a way to work this cat into every show now? now this this your new opener? No, I'm just saying that he thought it would take away, but all the NBA has done is add, you know, add to our lives. So we appreciate that. <laughs> and then Drill come in right on key to my F Kyrie. <laughs> what's going on with y'all, man? <laughs> oh, dumb man. Oh, uh, no, that. That's what's up, man. That, that kind of made me feel like it's it's worth living out here, man. Some days we feeling like we just got the most evil evil people in the world uh, when they come to get money, right? Uh, my sister say uh, she know the shut up and dribble correlation, big man. Listen, well, yeah, man. I just I don't. But I mean, but that's what it's all about, man. Using using your platform, using your resources to uh, make your community better. And I mean, in this COVID thing, I mean, that's going to benefit everybody. That's not just a, a social movement. Mm-hmm. That's a movement that's going to help everybody out if we're able to get tests um, done at a, a faster, more efficient rate and right. at, a, at a cheaper rate. Um, you know, that's just going to help all of society. So big ups to them, man. That's big time. Trying to get the screen set up so I could uh, watch the chat go up. Having problems with that, I'm not sure what's happening, but 
Uh, nah, man, you're right. That's. I just feel like we, I don't know, man. The NBA just really out here trying to make sure they give the players the power and the power, the players are doing what they can with the, with the uh, resources that they have. Again, it's, it's a blueprint. If anybody really want to get something done, follow the NBA. Um, I think I have go for the uh, community moment. Go to community moment. Uh, sponsored by McDowell's. I would like to nominate the teachers that are running around on the internet. Uh, when I say teachers, I mean not necessarily like school teachers like me, but the talking heads and the professors that are trying to make it their business to come out, talk to different media hosts trying to get everybody to be on the same page when it comes to today's topic. Um, I know there's a young lady by the name of Karen Hunter. Her show has been extremely consistent on YouTube. She's a journalist and she's been, excuse me, she has been one of the uh, more consistent thought leaders who I can actually say as a thought leader, she's out here trying to talk with people, get people engaged in conversations that are kind of keep track what needs to happen in November. So uh, I want to shout out to her and the many people that have been coming up this week, just trying to keep everybody focused because we've got a lot going on. You know, we had a lot of debate with the, uh, the WAP song, we had some debate with, with some other silliness that was happening, but making it her business. Her and other people like Roland Martin, I've finally been tuning into him to see some of the pundits that he have come on there. They just been kind of kicking behind, man, like kind of like an inspiration, kind of give me like a way to take a couple of days off when it comes to studying. So, Shout out to the teachers out here using the uh, social media webs to get, get people informed. Definitely. I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's crazy that that's kind of where we have to take our cues from um, is from, you know, people that are normally in place to entertain us. Um, you know, that's usually where we get our information from. As I said, it's sad, but in, in a way, it's good that we, that those people are saying, Hey, if this many people are going to listen to me, I'm going to uh, disseminate some truth out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, whatever way, you know, the truth gets to you, that's what's most important. So, yeah, what's it, uh, what, what do we make out of, uh, Roland S. Martin? Cause it was he like a, a professional journalist, like a, like one of the guys that went yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he, um, from what I know, he, he was a journalist. I mean, he came up, uh, on news broadcasts and I know mm -hmm. he had his own show on TV one. I think now everything he does is like on, you know, straight live stream. Yeah. I think um, straight to the now. people. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, he's always, you know, kind of been that, that journalistic voice, um, for the people or whatever. And I remember him, you know, being on, radio shows and things yeah. like that so he's a multi-platform um journalist i guess you would say yeah he, uh he's worse than i am put it that way uh, <laughs> oh uh q say used to be on cnn okay yeah he uh yeah. i thought i was bad but apparently we mild-mannered over here compared to him bruce banner and he the hulk so 
yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, my the NBA was kind of my community and entertainment combined into one. So I'll yeah. just go straight to the um, to the Miss Black Awareness pageant uh, winner for this week. And I mean, this is this is the easiest lob dunk that you could possibly have for the show. I mean, this is just the easiest one. Uh, I mean, Miss Kamala Harris um, getting that VP nod. Like I said, it's the easiest uh, slam dunk that you'll see on this show. So um, that's my uh, nominee for this week. And I know we're going to get in depth into this uh, into her nomination throughout Mm -hmm. the show. But I do want to, um, you know, give that sister her props for getting a nod and um, hopefully everybody else will fall in line. For my uh, Black Awareness Rally moment, uh, excuse me, Black Awareness Rally, Miss Black Awareness pageant. Uh, I'm going to go with Misha Green. She was one of the people instrumental in getting Lovecraft Country book turned into at HBO, uh, the, the season premiere tonight at nine. It's on HBO. It's gonna be awesome. It's got uh, Juicy Smoothie, little sister Journey, in there. Uh, if you guys remember Journey, she was like the little light skinned big cheek girl that was. Uh, I think she was in what was the movie called? Making Good. She was in the Great Debaters. Yeah, she was in that. She was definitely in um, that. She was a child actor. Uh, Oh, Hunter Making Good was in it, and I think Samuel Jackson was their dad. I think it's like Mississippi Ooh. Delta, or he was by you. I think it was oh, him. yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's in. She was in that. So, uh, oh, she was also in um, Underground TV show that was uh, doing slaves trying to run away. It was on like WGN. But anyway. Show's coming out tonight. It's going to be awesome. I've been looking forward to it all summer. I think I heard about it maybe like six months ago. So, uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Misha Green for making that happen. Um, yes. Jordan Peele uh, is on the producing team for that as well. So, I'm excited about that. And, uh, shout out to Misha Green for making the push to get that book that I want to read called Lovecraft Country. It's about a. Uh, Young man who returns to some property that his dad owned. Dad is dead. It's in the rural south in the antebellum period, <clears throat> aka right after, uh, right before the Civil War. So, gonna be a lot of racism. It's gonna be a lot of classism, and it's gonna be some fireworks in terms of uh, some spooky stuff. There's some humor uh, mixed in as well. Yeah, because uh, Johnny Majors, well, not Johnny, Jonathan Majors, the lead actor, um, pretty funny to me, but I kind of like that he's on this steam roll right now with all these uh, different opportunities and different roles that he's been getting yeah. in, Holly- in Black Hollywood. Um, if you enjoy some solid acting, that brother's pretty good. I want to check him out. He was the son in The Five Bloods. Um, he was the last man in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Thank you, Misha Green. Yes. Let's hope it's no Watchman. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, sir? 
I mean, let's hope that they're not just using the pretense of historical black um, instances and actually exploring it and and giving it its due uh, diligence when it comes to addressing. I don't, things I don't think this happen. is this. I don't think this one is going to be about a black event. Well, technically it is, but it's not. I, I can't paint it the way I was painting though, the Watchmen. Yeah, y'all players don't like the Watchmen. The, the show no, that I, I feel I was misled. That one, like, thirty Emmy nominations. I feel I was misled uh, on the Watchmen. That's that's what I would say about the Watchmen. Misled? misled. How? Did anybody see the Watchmen? Anybody watch it? Besides me, pledged and Q. I don't know. We'll get to that at some point. Now, y'all check out the Lovecraft Country pledge. There's gonna be some. Uh, how can I put this? Do you, do you enjoy Jordan Peele's work, his movie work, not his his TV show stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a a combination of 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 different genres coming together. So, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy his work. It's gonna be some some of that supernatural stuff in it. So, yes, if if that's what you mean, uh, it's just about a family trying to get their land back from some racist white. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that in the 1800s. But anyway, pledge hating on the Watchmen. When these Emmys come out, we just canceled out. You know, the whole show is about Regina King, granddaddy. I know. All right, man, you, you ready to get into it, man? Thought everybody's gonna show, be ready to show, fight. Show, Thought everybody's gonna be here ready to fight today. Guess not. Uh, spill it, player. Spill it. You, wait, did you see the how the post was going on the, uh on Facebook? The I forgot. You know, people. Here. Um, yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of it of of, of people's reaction to um the nomination of um of our dear sister uh, Kamala Kamala Harris. Um, I did see some people's uh, reaction to it, it and it's not just on here is i mean it's all over social media you see even in the mainstream media and um i think it's very very unfortunate matter of fact here, here here's i think i mean if we could go back a few months past i think it's unfortunate that she has to run for vice president i mean i think that if 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 everything would have been in line and, and everybody would have had their act right um together when she was running for president that she could she could easily be um, the, the the you know the presidential candidate uh, candidate on the Democratic side, but I think that you know all this infighting and whatever um, is what led to Joe Biden being being the the presidential candidate over her. So I mean, a lot of my animus is towards is why isn't she the the presidential candidate? Oh, so you that's you saying she she should have been the. Uh, president yeah. instead of the VP. Oh, no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, and you have to remember that if we go back to the primary, and as I said, and I've admitted on the show before, I can I do not participate in the primaries because I am not a I'm not a uh, Republican or a Democrat, so therefore I cannot um, participate in the primaries. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think she made it to the to the to the to the primaries because. Um, so much, you know, so much heat was thrown at her campaign, which, um, which self admittedly she said was not run the best, um, from, uh, but 
she didn't even get a chance to run for to be a presidential candidate because everybody was so focused on her past jobs as um, the attorney general in the district attorney in uh, San Francisco. So I think, you know, with those things happening is that it took a very viable presidential candidate out of the race or whatever. And now, um, like always, we have to settle for uh, second place as opposed to being um, in a lead position. Oh, snap. My bad. My computer's about to die. Woo. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. So that leads into the topic for the first, uh, the first segment. Where the love at for the sisters, man? So as pictured in the graphic, we have Kamala Harris, who was one of multiple black women running for president in the uh, primaries for the, Dem- the Democratic ticket. Then we also have Shirley Chisholm. Of notable fame for being the first black woman to run in the two major parties for president back in 1972. Uh, title is what it is because neither of the women got all of the support from the majority of the black community. Uh, historically, early Shirley Chisholm came out, did her thing, women got behind her, white women, black women, but black men did not, not openly support her. Um, There were a few guys on her staff, a few guys that were trying to help her, but the overwhelming majority of the black Democratic voters that were men didn't feel like she could win, so they didn't want to support her. Then... Ultimately, the white feminist movement didn't want to publicly support her. So, well, I think what the article says they publicly supported her, but they didn't support her with their vote. Not yeah, I think I, like they they, they, they like they like told her they they told her hey yeah we got yeah, you we, back or whatever. Right. But then when it came down to putting you know pen to paper or putting that casting that ballot, it they happened. um they did it didn't happen so. So there was a lightning storm around that, uh, me putting that graphic together, because people was like, oh my God, how can you compare the two? You shouldn't have did that. You tripping. She is not the same. She ain't even a black lady. Pause. Pump your brakes. So there's like 12 issues with this Kamala Harris thing, and like similar issues with anybody in the black community that's up here trying to get work done. First and foremost, let's tackle the black thing. What you want to say about the black thing? She's black. Period. <laughs> she, she is. I mean, she. Um, I mean, she. Uh, what Jamaican and Indian? Yeah, that's black. I mean, that's that, 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 that's, that's an extremely common I mean, combination. I'm just saying, but it's like we got mad at Trump for for his birtherism uh, comments towards Barack, but we do the same thing to our own people. I mean, and what does it matter anyway? She's black. Yeah, 
Man. I mean, what does it, as I said, it's just, it's just, it's just a, a divisive tool or whatever. And honestly, man, we're, we're, we're just doing 45's work for him right now. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's all that is. True. Uh, my sister Crystal says it's black to her. Uh, Brandon Hargrove says black to him. Um, you saying she black? I'm saying it don't matter. It really don't. Uh, it doesn't matter. It don't. Let's let's laugh at this. Let's even get even deeper. It's so sad that people won't even use that argument in the black community. And they'll never acknowledge the fact that Shirley Chisholm wasn't a black American. Yeah. Shirley Chisholm, her parents are from Barbados. She just happened to be born in Brooklyn. Exact same situation with uh, Mala Harris. Dad was born in Jamaica. Mom was born in Southern India. He was technically a dark woman for Indian heritage. And you got what you got. How about Martin Luther, uh, Malcolm X's mama? You weren't a black American. Ain't nobody talking about that. Marcus Garvey. He was Jamaican. Had a Jamaican accent. Nobody talking about that. So, anytime we got anybody talking about that BS, talking about she's not black, y'all don't even know what that means. Y'all was behind, out here talking about dope. Well, let me, please help me do this. Help me use the collective pronoun of we. I think, think maybe that, that helps people identify more with the sentiments if we say we. Right? We. Yes. We don't know what it means to be black. A common refrain here on the show is, what does it mean to be black? Black American, black African. Last week's show was all about how we have fractions within the, the, uh, the Beyonce crowd. What, what does it mean? Like, does anybody in the show know what it means? I feel like Brandon might know because Brandon kind of reads a lot of the stuff that I've, well, we have come to read throughout the uh, experience at USF. If if she's not black, what do y'all want to use as the definition of blackness? She's an AKA. She went to HBCU when her father was a professor and still is a professor at Stanford University. She could have went to Stanford for free and still chose to go to an HBCU. What, what do we think about that? Let's see. Uh, Brandon says it's a distraction from the real work that needs to be done. Uh, Kwashina says Barack Obama wasn't black. Kwashina, did, well, did you know that black people were saying Barack Obama wasn't black enough in the primaries? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's sad, but yeah, people did say it. And now he the he the forever first. I mean, he for that the forever president. And you know what's crazy? Oh, we'll get into that a little later. We'll get into that a little later. I'm, I'm gonna hold that off. So, first things first. That's the first issue a lot of black people got with her. She don't claim being black. Or she ain't black. Blah 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 blah. All right, cool. That's that. We just debunked that because her parents, both parents, weren't born in Mississippi. They weren't sharecroppers or former slaves. That's the only people that y'all gonna consider black. It's, 
we, we got to work on that. Uh, and there's this group. You ever heard of the uh, group ADOS? American Descendants of Slaves? Yeah. Did you know that that is like run by white people? I did not know that. Well, you know, so for anybody that's not aware, ADOS is a It's like a group. It's not an official thing. I'm pretty sure somebody made a website for it by now. But it's a group of people that kind of came together and was trying to make a legit mar- uh, to make the argument for reparations a legit one again for like the hundredth time in the history of the country. And uh, it got co-opted by some white folk that was like, wait, I got some family members that were slaves. Yeah, I deserve to get money, too. And then they started having some right wing um, agendas being pushed inside of ADOS. So I just think that's funny, man. That that's one of the things that we uh we try to follow. But yeah, man, don't don't be out here yelling American descendants of slaves. Um, and, you, and so so in order for them to get a check, they will they, that now that they align with us. Like oh, since they passing out money mm-hmm. now now um, <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, they they finna argue right that there, they're descendants of slaves, <laughs> right? Uh, see, Brandon says it's about preference and agenda. People are always hating. It's an unfortunate human behavior. Yes, very much so. Second thing, second topic. Let's talk about the classism that's associated with Kamala Harris. Uh, two two features that Kamala Harris has in her background is that she's a politician. Um, she was. She's also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, Sorority Incorporated, and that's a member of the National Panhellenic Council of Black Greeks. Her arguments about that, that's a waste of time. Why are we sitting here arguing over her relatability in terms of, I guess, what would it be our struggle, our collective struggle? That would, I think they're talking about with that. I mean, as I said, I, I I can't begin to justify the comments that are made to her because they're just to me they're just silly. So I can't can't fix myself to get inside the mindset of people who who have you know negative things to say, especially at this juncture of the game. Um, you know, when it, the fourth quarter is about to start and we got you know we got to close this thing on out. And, and I got people that sit on the same bench as me. That's, you know, that's, that's finding, nah, we got to focus, close this thing on out as a team and bring this W home. That's it. So I can't, I can't get in the mindset of, of people who not about trying to get this W right now. So you don't, you don't believe in trying to engage with the people that are still kind of on the fence about it. Like we got a group of people that are going to, you know, going to go democratic you know, that's what they usually do. One, because of Joe Biden and his familiarity. And you have a group of people that are, okay, well, this is a black woman. This is history. I'm going to vote for her. And then you have some people that, you know, like us, we independents. And our, our name, I'm assuming your goal is the same mind. Get Trump out of office. I don't, I, we no can doubt. get that done. Get it done. I'm going to make the easiest play possible. Get that done. Yes. Like a game of spades. I'm going to just take this book and keep it moving. That don't mean the game's over. And then you have some people that are extremely fringe. They're, they're not going to vote. They're going to sit this one out because they're doing the lesser of two evils. And then you have some people that are just like, 
Well, she arrested black people as a prosecutor in in California, and they started throwing out all these stats about the crime, whatever, whatever. And they're saying we can't vote for her because she break up black families. How you how you think we supposed to engage with those last two groups? Those of us that are sitting out, those of us that are just big mad because she's a cop. Um, I mean, I, I think you have to remind people of what's at stake. Um, you know, as I said, there you're either um, you're either trying to keep Trump in office or you're trying to get him out. Is 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 very very simple. Um, so as I said, you're 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 on one side of saying, hey. Let's let's try to, um, you know, get some fresh leadership in, change the tone uh, of the country or um, let's keep things the same as they've been for the last four years. And as I said, in, in, it's either you're in the one box or the other. There is, you know, there is no in between. And so I think you people have to be made uh, crystal clear, um, you know, not voting at all. It doesn't help the other party. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't help 45, but it also doesn't, you know, it also doesn't hurt him as much either. So I think mm. that you're saying that I'm saying like some people, people are like saying, I'm just not going to vote at all. Yeah. That some people are saying, helps. I just won't vote at all. That actually helps Trump. Um, the uh, pundits, you know, the people that do the political theory crap, they're saying that for every vote that is, uh, Every person that refrains from voting, it actually ends up being counted as two votes for Trump because we know that his base is going to show up. We know that 50 percent of the white Americans in America, no matter what, are going to vote for Trump. There is no arguing with whether they will show up or not. So when you stay home, instead of us using that vote to help us against Trump, you're actually helping Trump win because you're decreasing the chances of us having enough votes in the first place and decreasing the amount of votes that will go against him. We, our game plan is to, like Player said, it's real simple. I think 5 million people in here in America that don't caught the coronavirus, I think the tens of thousands of immigrants that are still sitting at the border in those cages sleeping under aluminum foil blankets I think Yale and Harvard who are being sued by some of Trump's cronies in the executive cabinet or the presidential cabinet for affirmative action policies I think they will all agree that we need to get Trump out of office let's just say you ain't even you don't even care about the pandemic right let's just pretend that you just so anti-science that you just don't care about the pandemic. If you have children, if you are looking to work, if you are a person of color, means a black person, Spanish person, Indian person, uh, I'm going to say everything except Asian, you are going to have to deal with the ramifications of Affirmative action being repealed because that is a huge agenda right now for the Trump and Republican Party. Trump gets reelected. There are two Supreme Court judges that are going to be leaving 
due to age soon, and he's going to replace them with conservative judges. And they're already building a case against affirmative action. It's already been in place. They tried to sue Harvard a few months ago, and the Supreme Court threw it out because they didn't have any, didn't have any uh, reason to litigate Harvard. Now they turn their attention to Yale. Dude, they are going to try to take over the rest of the country. You got to get this dude out of here. Yeah. And, like, and that's the thing is people have to realize that when you appoint um, those Supreme Court justices, that's a lifetime appointment. That's not those aren't people that are going to get voted out um, within, you know, two or four years. They're going to be there for a lifetime. So they're going to be able to forever um, till they die. decisions that are going to they're going to be able to make decisions that will affect. Um, not just this generation, but, you know, two, three, four generations down the line, because that's how long they will be in that uh, position. Mm -hmm. So um, that's definitely something that, you know, we have to take um, take account of when we say, um, you know, in these two positions that are going to open up in the next four years, you know, who are the people that we want making those decisions? Right. Here's another issue that. Uh comes up when we talk about Kamala Harris and you know we get people saying we push back so you got all these people that their favorite thing to hang their hat on is uh, the trope that she's a cop and that means in terms of you know the, her brand is people try to use that as she's anti black families because of the amount of people that were arrested while she was in those two positions she was the uh, district attorney and then the attorney general District Attorney in San Francisco, then the Attorney General in California. Yeah. And while she was there, she made some some policies about truancy. I mean, if we're not aware, truancy is if kids absent from school too much, the parent of that child can face legal action from the county. Yes. And uh, people were saying she was attacking black families. So again, this week, I didn't have time to dig into it like I usually do, but well, I did. Yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. You got it. So you got it. I, I did have time to dig into it. <laughs> I did have time to dig into it. And I got the facts here. Okay. <laughs> nah, real talk now. Um, as far as the truancy thing, um, that was kind of more of a scare tactic mm -hmm. to um, make families more aware of how serious it was for them to send their kids um, to school to be educated. Right. Um, if you look at her records, no parent was ever taken to jail. No parent was ever fined. Only one um, parent under was. that system. Yeah, only one parent. They only had, to, they had well, like one case, and the mom like immediately fixed it. Or they like got any real. They had to do any, you know, enact any consequences. Yeah. So no parent was taken to jail. No parent was fined um, any amount of money in this, um, in, you know, in the truancy thing. She said that it was flat out just a in truancy is a is a law. It is a law that parents have to send kids, you know, to school. So she was not doing anything outside of normal everyday law. The states that we live in, uh, Florida and Georgia, they have truancy laws to where if parents do not send their kids to school, that they can be held accountable for that. So she was not doing anything, um, you know, outside of the law or anything to hurt black families. It was a saying hey this is how important education is to me and I, I need you parents to understand how vitally important it is for you to send your kids to school 
And so this law that's already on the books, there is a chance that I might enforce that if you do not send your kids to school. So I'm pretty sure that anybody, you know, anybody in their right mind um, would not want, you know, young black kids to, you know, they, they would prevent them from being educated. So, you, I mean, that, that's, that's the spirit of the enforcement of that law, which was never enforced. So, I mean, that's, that's the facts behind that. No parent went to jail, no parent got fined, black or white. Yes, it, it might've helped send more um, minority families to school. That's a good thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's, that's a good result of, of her enacting that, that policy. Um, as far as her being the attorney general and as far as her being the district attorney in San Francisco, those are executive roles. Um, I was reading something to where as the uh, district attorney, she probably had a staff of about 5,000 people. She's not, she's not in the courtroom. She's not arguing um, any um, individual or any particular case. It's an executive role, you know, same as you know, being, you know, a government official. She's not, she's not sentencing anybody. She's not, you know, sitting in the judge seat with a gavel saying this person goes to jail. So that's, that was not her, that was not her role. Yeah. She could probably set the tone of the office. She can probably, um, you know, oversee certain policies, but people will bring up individual cases that happen in either San Francisco or happen throughout the state. Um, of California, but she was not involved in those individual cases at all. What you think about so, the, the argument that says she locked up so X amount of black men and that, you know, locking up black men is not fair, blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a difference between people who create laws and people who enforce laws. So if people are in a position to where um, you know, they're, they're going where they're, uh, going inside the, the, you know, the legal system and they have to face the legal system. If you're a district attorney, you don't make the laws. It's just that once people get to you, you have to, you have to enact the law. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a void argument to saying, oh, well, she sent black people. No, bad laws, bad policies sent black people to jail. She was just enforcing what was already in place. So, as I said, if, he, oh, ahead, if, if it's, it would be something to where we would have to look at our, you know, our, our local and our, we, that would have to be a reform of the legal system in itself, you know, because a lot of times if, if somebody breaks a law, the law, what happens to that particular person is already, is already in place. How we change so the law though, you, have, you have to, I'm saying you have to change the law. I'm saying, but that's not a, that's not a, uh, district attorney or attorney general that's not their uh that's not under their pre preview but so she, you have she was the the da and from the way i understand that's the lead cop but what we supposed to do about that she makes people go to jail you're saying it's she law doesn't make people go to jail she doesn't go to she enforces the law so that's, that's like being like, mad what? at police officers that's like being mad at police officers for for arresting black people no if if, if it's my that's, job that's the problem if, Police brutality. If it's my job to protect the streets or whatever, and I have to get people that do not abide by the law, I have to get them off the streets. That is my job. And that is in usually in place to protect other black people. But my cousin was only selling dope so that he could put his son in school. She wanted him to go to school. 
He was selling dope so he could buy the shoes. Everybody got to have the J's. And that's the only reason he was out there selling dope and coke in the first place. You think he wanted to be selling dope? Why she couldn't understand that? Because she wasn't the she wasn't the public defender. She wasn't the judge. She was not involved in that case at all. Look, man, we don't have a legitimate argument against Kamala Harris. Nobody has a legitimate argument. Not at all. In fact, people are saying she might be one of the most competent people when it comes to playing both sides of the fence when it comes to law. And because of that, it's kind of hard for people to nail her for one particular issue or another. Um, as far as the prosecutorial role that she played, come on now. Somebody selling dope at your house and you got a junkie leaning, nodding on your front step when you come home. Don't you want somebody to deal with that? As a matter of fact, this is what I think about when I, when I saw these uh, memes come out this week. Just last month, y'all was whining about black-on-black crime not being taken seriously by black people. And then somebody gets nominated, and then you're saying she was taking black-on-black crime too seriously. <laughs> you, don't have it, you don't have anything to hang your hat on, man. Like, there's, there's nothing we can really say about her. No, that's not my first choice because she's not progressive enough. And that'll probably take us into our second topic. But we need to get Trump out of office. Need to get Trump out of office. How can we do that? What's our best chance at doing that? First things first, getting as many people as possible to show up to the polls. That's the very first thing. Vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Do we love Joe Biden as the president? Do I wake up in the morning and be like, thank God Joe Biden is on the ticket? No. But I'm like players. I'm an independent. So I couldn't vote in the primaries. I couldn't select who the Democratic nominee was going to be. But when you had the chance to get out and vote and support somebody, why y'all ain't pick Kamala Harris? Why y'all ain't pick Bernie Sanders? Why y'all ain't pick Susan? Well, not Susan Rice. Why y'all ain't pick Cory Booker? Why y'all ain't put uh, Elizabeth Warren? Bernie Sanders was leading by a very, very slim margin until, until the, he until, got to South Carolina. Until the black vote kicked in. I mean, that's let's it. just be real with it. Until the black vote kicked in. In San Francisco, in South Carolina. That's what uh, Joe Biden, his camp, they were thinking about pulling out because he was so far behind. But once the black folk kicked in, we black people are the ones who put Joe Biden in this position at the detriment of two other um, potential black presidential candidates. Cory Booker and Kamala Harris were, were, were two viable candidates, but we did not put our support and our vote behind them. At all. You want to know something I heard yesterday that I thought was a very interesting take on this situation. And this addressing uh LA comment. LA says challenge the people against Kamala Harris Kamala Harris and all they have is a meme. And it's from Twitter, Facebook, that's their rhetoric, right? So the take I heard yesterday was we don't have the system in place a strong enough system in place, a healthy enough system in place that teaches people how to critically think 
How do we get that? We get that from education. I know people feel like they don't need education because they'd rather work with their hands. I understand that being a blue collar worker is okay. I know a lot of people saying they don't need an education because they could own a business. I think that's awesome. But at the end of the day, the skills that you need from primary education, talking all the way up to, personally think it's fourth grade, but all the way up in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, you can't replace those with any of that I need to own a business logic. Those are where you sharpen the skills to become able to think critically, read, do simple math. We don't have the education system in place. I don't know if y'all know this. Blaze, you, you're a Reagan fan. Remember when Reagan used to have all these fireside chats about how he wanted to fund the Department of Education? Matter of fact, he had a, a fireside chat back in 84, March of 80, no, April, of, no, March of 84. And he came on, he was talking to people about how he wanted to abolish the Department of Education because in his mind, the last 20 years of funding produced no tangible progress towards America being competitive in the world market. And so he was so against education, he just wanted to delete funding from the Department of Education. Now, what's wrong with that? I couldn't have went to college. I don't know about your situation, but I would have been affected by that. Public schools would have definitely been affected by that. Basically, it would have turned the whole country into Chicago. Hmm. It's, that's the shortest way I can put it. We have an outright assault on public education, education reform. I mean, there's an assault on a lot of things, but it's not even, it's not even affecting. When, I, when we say, talk about the topics that we have here, trying to get us to be more critical, the information we take in, it's because the country is a business of white men and white men's interests. If you're not playing the game, if they don't think that you're playing it the right way, if you're going against their objectives and their interests, you're going to face some pushback. We're already in the generation now, like pledges, kids, anybody that's got a kid that's five years and younger, they're already in the generation now where the white population is the minority, statistically speaking. You don't think these rich old fat cats know that? You don't think Trump and his cronies know that? And all these billionaires and business owners? If we're not out here trying to figure out how to make the system that we live in equal in application, we're going to continue to make steps backwards. Y'all already see it. Trump is trying to cancel out the, the United Postal Service. What's the point of doing that? Why, why would you do that? What's, what is the Postal Service doing that's so bad to Trump? Well, one, he know that a lot of people want to be trying to do the mail-in ballots due to the corona uh, situation. Right. And so that's going to make that um, a lot more difficult to um, to conduct, you know, if the, the, the mail is out of whack. So um, people are actually, you know, the person that he appointed to run the post office is one of his biggest uh, donors. So people have to understand that what's behind, you know, what's behind the situation. So you mean to tell me that this guy that's donated millions of dollars to um, 45's campaign is not going to try to cash in on 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 the money that he um, put into 
his candidate. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that just shows you how important they see this election as that we're going to try to pull every, you know, every stop to, 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 to try to, um, you know, lean, lean it in our favor. And you, I mean, you mess with it. You appoint a dude who's a, uh, one of your biggest donors, you appoint him over the, the, uh, United States Postal service. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And let, let, let's be clear, man. Let's be very clear. Guys, if you own this page, probably going to be affected by these adverse laws that Trump and his crew is trying to enact. Let's just pretend it ain't even about whiteness, which it is, but let's just pretend. Let's just pretend it's all about getting money and all about business ownership. Because that's just seen to be a really popular thing in the black community right now based on these memes and all of these pages. If Trump gets what he wants and he gets the USPS to be defunded, he's going to take out Amazon. Who's the owner of Amazon? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos Bezos just gave a major donation to the USPS by helping them process their packaging at some Amazon facilities. It is so much about business and making money for these old white guys that Trump took that as an offense and started attacking the USPS because Jeff Bezos came up again off of Trump. I mean, off of the, uh, the USPS. Like, well, I don't know if he came up. I mean, but if anybody has logistics down to a science, it's Amazon. I mean, the fact that I can order something today and it be at my house today, um, before 9 a.m. tomorrow is, is, is to me, it's astonishing. So if anybody knows how to how to get something to your house in in a few hours, it's just Bezos. So um, I mean that's yeah, I got I, I mean we got to so, we got to remember I mean, him jumping in. Yeah, we, we got to remember everything that's happening right now is just solely dedicated on old rich white men keeping and expanding their power. We live in a country that is based on exploitation. It has always been based on exploitation. It has always been on selling working class people the the idea that they can be rich if they just work a lot harder. Pledge, and I know that you don't make money by working harder. Make money by working smarter. Make money while your money is working for you. Jeff Bezos, what is it worth? One hundred ninety-three billion dollars right now. You think that cat? We had to give away about half of that in a divorce settlement. So I mean, yeah, about half of that in the divorce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in January he was worth one hundred thirty, and yeah, August he was worth one hundred ninety-three billion dollars. Let, let's let me put it to y'all simply: working with your hands, digging a ditch. Let's let's pretend that digging a ditch is your job. You're a ditch digger. And all you got is a shovel. You dig your job is to dig twenty ditches a day, and on on a good day you get twenty two done because you're just working so hard. You are just sweating, busting your back, just getting everything done and working above and beyond. And the the manager is telling you you don't work hard enough. What incentive does the manager have for you to work harder if you're digging twenty two ditches a day? Why would he tell you that? What would be the answer to that? He makes money off of every ditch that you dig. 
So if you dig in 22 ditches and you're like, man, dig 25, it's obvious he's getting paid more and more money every ditch you dig. So it's not that you're not working yes. hard enough. It's not that you don't get up and grind and spend enough hours at your job so that you can become rich. It's because you're not in a system that supports anybody but old white men becoming rich. You can learn the game. That's what we're trying to get you guys to do here. But you got to take away, strip all of these wannabe fringe benefits from, from, the, from your eyelids. You need Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the office because they can be pressured by popular opinion. You see Joe Biden cast the, uh, what's the, what's the, the gay marriage laws that, that happened while he was in office? What it was called? Marriage, marriage equality? Like, you got the DACA Act. That was so people can get a uh, fast track on the process for uh, citizenship. Trump ain't listening to none of that. The first thing he did was repeal DACA. Like, I don't know if y'all paying attention. Trump came in and just started repealing all of Obama-era policies. He literally just flat-out attacked Obama-era policies. And it was all in the name of retaining power for rich old white men. I know this sounds like a lot of conspiracy theories. I wish y'all would. Dude, racism is under attack. Trump and his crew know that. They're trying to defend it. As, as simple as we can make it. Got to get him out of office. Because if you get another four years, it's not going to get better. I can only think of maybe three people that's in this chat that benefit from Trump being president. And that's only with taxes. And maybe opportunity zones. But we, we got to get him out of here, man. It's got to go. And unfortunately, the Green Party is... Awesome as it sounds on paper, unfortunately, as nice as all the mother French parties sound on paper, nobody's going to support them. Not going to get enough people to get them to win the election over Donald Trump. And today is not the time to have that conversation. But we less than 80 days away from the election. There ain't time for that. I know I had, a, I had a friend, air quotes here, Tell me she was going to block me because I likened Mala Harris's public reception to Shirley Chisholm's public reception nomination. She got mad. That's just facts, man. Ain't nothing to be mad at. Get out your feelings. Black men ain't want Kamala Harris, I mean, uh, Shirley Chisholm to run because they didn't think she was going to beat uh, Nixon. That's just a simple fact. Hey, any, hey man, that's cool, man. Yeah, I understand that some people don't want to actually critically think about things. They just want to be passionate and emotional about their viewpoint. And then, you know, they can be that way, but if they're not critically thinking, then that's probably not a person I need to talk to. So, matter of fact, she was on my page, on my post, and said she's going to block me. She came to my page to tell me she was going to block me. But anyway, what did you say, Pledge? I'm saying that that's what education teaches you. It teaches you how to process things. It teaches you not just how to do something, but how to think about conceptually put the pieces of the puzzle together. 
Um, and it's like people, you take these higher level math courses like, you know, calculus and trigonometry. You don't use that in everyday world, but it teaches you how to take a process and work through that process in order to achieve a result. And that is what critical thinking is. That's what that's what going through a process is. And so, like you say, education is important, not for what you're not just for knowledge that you gain, but the the processes that you go through and the skills that you um, build. So when you are faced with different, you know, different things or whatever, you know how to think through things. You know how to um, go through a process. You're you're familiar with that um, and not just trying to, um, oh, I don't know that. So, you know, I, I gotta, you know, I can't do it. No, I don't know it, but let me, let me work through this. Let me understand the process or whatever. And then I, I can reach a, um, you know, a final conclusion on things. So as I said, it, it goes back to education being important, you know, to us or whatever. So we are able to um, think. And also, so we're able to be around people who think differently. So we're able to have dialogue and able to, to work through things as opposed to saying, oh, well, this person doesn't, and, and I think that's one problem with, with social media is that we don't know how to um, disagree with people. We don't know how to be around people who don't think exactly the same way we do. And when you go to a, when you go to a diverse high school, or if you go to a college situation, you know, to, to, to that a lot of people are in, you know, not only do you, do you learn around other people, you actually live with people that you, that you never thought you would live with. I mean, I lived in a in a room with you know with with white person. I lived in a room with an Indian person. Like you know, like that's those are experiences that you know you you don't get every day. Right. So as I said, education is 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 important for uh, more things than just what you're learning, but also the people that you're around and the skills that you're building. And so those things cannot get lost on um, the importance of of what people gain through education. There's a reason that education is funded and has been defunded last 40 years. I like it's, it's it's real simple. Not a not a deep state conspiracy about one white man wanting to rule the world. It's not about the Illuminati. It's just about people wanting to keep more resources. Yeah. Like in, in and that's that, the thing is that but, and I was going to say that is that, you know, in the, the people who are talking about defunding education, they're going to find a way to, you know, for their kids to go to a private school or, or go to um, a different type of school. They're willing to invest in their kids education, or whatever, invest resources that they think that other, um, you know, groups don't have don't have those resources. So their kids are going to get educated. Yeah. Okay. Their kids so are going to get educated. Right. So when so, they when they talk so about like funding against education, they're just saying it's not education for all. That's what they're saying. Come on. Like, they're, saying, they're saying let's keep it exclusive and let's keep it. You know, let's make it a classic situation to where you know if you're not of certain means that you do not get you know a quality education. That's more so what that is. Here, here's where. I guess the rabbit hole can start to look like a conspiracy. Let's 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 just take this example for to to play this point, right? Trump and a lot of conservatives around the country have been very adamant about sending kids back to brick and mortar schools. 
Right. Trump has a 10-year-old son. I think he's 10. Was Barron 10? Maybe 13? I think he's older than that now. Because I think he's in ninth grade. He's in ninth grade. So he's probably in fourth, 14. So, again, Trump has been very adamant about sending people back to school. Do you know what he's going to do with his son when his school opens? He's going to keep him home. America is the 34th country out of 36 when it comes to educational performance. That means science and technology, math, reading, and writing skills. We're the 34th out of 36. Not because we're not the experts and leaders in technology, because if you break down the group, the American group, the group, the, the people inside the American performance, the top 10% of the people in the American side are the best people in the world. But who are those people? Those are people that come from affluent backgrounds. And then those are very, very, very rare superstars that are able to get into situations because they're just out and out rock stars, intellects. We don't, we don't have that luxury. Uh, anyway, second topic. Let's, let's do the second topic because I, I feel like we're going out on all day. Second topic, second topic. All right, so there's a, uh, a large group of us that looks at political party members and say, why aren't they a bit more radical? When I mean radical, why aren't they trying to fight to have systemic change faster? Uh, so that made me think of this conversation. What's best for us? Is it a politician or an activist? Because that's essentially what we're asking for when we want to have changes happen faster. A politician is a person that works inside of the institutions of government. Those are public offices, they're servants in every group. An activist is someone that is outside of the, the public office that is seeking to promote, let's say, a single agenda or what might be a single group of people. Now, the difference between the two is politicians have to serve everybody. Activists only have to serve their group or their base or themselves, if you put it that way. Right. Which one do you think is more important? I know players know, but... Um, you have to have both. Um, you have to have both I mean as I said and I think that a lot of people confuse the two and like I'll give you the most recent example uh, Barack Obama Mm -hmm. a lot of people thought that when he got into the office of the presidency that he was going to do things that were going to um, single handedly help out black people Right. And a lot of people were disappointed. They were saying, oh, he ain't help us out. He ain't help us out. He ain't, he ain't look out for us. Well, as I said, the role of a politician, they can't look out for one group of people. They have to look out for the um, general health of everybody that's in their constituency. As far as an activist, they can be 
um, single-minded and, and have one focus of saying, my goal is to help black people. I think the person, um, as you, you know, kind of went over it, the one person I think that kind of um, worked both sides really well um, was um, the late, great Martin Luther King. I think he was both somebody who, politician, he could sit down, you know, with the president of the United States and get laws affected for everybody because a lot of his things were, a lot of, a, a, a good number of his policies were against uh, poverty. Mm-hmm. Poverty was affecting both, you know, black people and white people at mm-hmm. the time, it's, and it still does to this day. Right. But, and then also on the activist side is that he was able to, you know, lead marches and things like that. So I think that's one person who was able to kind of, uh, you know, work both sides of it. I think today people are in one box or the other. And I think a lot of people, a lot of times people think that um, those two positions should merge together. But I do think they need to work independently, but they need to work in, um, independently together. So, To your point, I mean, let me push back a little bit. Uh, people like when we argue with each other on the show, but I just make a way to argue. You're wrong about Martin Luther King. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I, mean, I just have to find it. Wrong about Martin Luther King because Martin Luther King was an activist, not a politician. Wrong about Martin Luther King because when he was alive, nobody liked him, not even black people. Nobody liked Martin Luther King when he was alive. He was making people change too fast. He was making the world change too fast. What you usually get when you get progress at the rate that a politician could could give you is it's a very very slow and gradual thing sometimes it don't even look like it's moving talking like hundreds of years before certain things change an activist is a person that gets things to change almost immediately now immediately could be six years 10 years 15 years do they get policies to change or do they get do they get thought processes to change or they just or attitudes their goal their goal ultimately is to have policy changes and so you know that may be where people get them confused but again just for pushback because one was a debate martin luther king was an activist when martin luther king was alive you had working class black people who could have benefited from what he was doing say you're doing too much you're making it harder for me at work making it harder for me in the grocery store making it harder for me on the city bus you're making my life harder. Now, if you just listen yeah, to I used to be able to ride the bus, but now I got to walk. Right, right. Like, <laughs> you know, I gotta making walk. my life I harder. I can't even ride a bus because we right. have kind of bus. Stop. Please stop, Martin Luther King. I don't like you because you're making my life harder. Now, I know anybody from the look back now and be like, oh, Martin Luther King, I don't like him. White people like Martin Luther King now. We don't, we don't have the luxury of having activists be politicians. Because you know what happens when an activist becomes a politician? He becomes a politician. That's why Bernie Sanders scares people. Bernie Sanders would probably give everybody what they wanted. To be honest with you. That would probably be the best thing for most people. But you can't even get white people to vote for Bernie Sanders because he scares everybody because it's too much change too fast. Bernie Sanders was an activist as a younger man. Still preaches about an activist ideology that is still scary to everybody. 
I got one word that'll scare a lot of people, even though it benefit everybody. Socialism. Communism. It's two words. Like, I know people in the chat that would probably be like, nah, I ain't with that. Even if they're staunch supporters of the political system that we have now. We, we can't abandon one for the other. We need politicians in office that we can pressure with activism. That is why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the best pick. You see what Trump did when we tried to pressure him with activism, social activism. What he did, Pledge. Who's out there protesting? 110 um, cities, 13 he, countries. He, he put up a Bible to show his um, you know, allegiance to uh, Jesus Christ. That's what he did. That's one thing he did. What's the other two things he did that are technically crimes? Well, what? I mean, he, he sent in the federal, federal uh, government to uh, disband the, uh, riots and protests. He literally sent... <laughs> Federal resources, aka unnamed, unmarked agents, in there to beat up on protesters. Like, dude, they're not just beating up on protesters, they're grabbing them off the street, throwing them in the unmarked vans, and taking them off God knows where. You don't hear from the people again. That don't sound like America. Well, the America that they teach us in the movies. Another thing he did. This fool, instead of asking why people are upset or listening to everyone be upset and explain why they wanted monuments to come down around the country, this idiot wrote an executive order saying it's illegal to take down these few remaining statues or monuments to white supremacy. Trump is not a person that you can pressure with political, I mean, social activism. He is not that person. He's shown us these last four months. He don't care what everybody else is feeling. Not going to bend. In fact, he's going to break the law to protect white supremacy. It's so much so that he's sending these federal agents to where? Portland. You ever heard of any black people in Portland besides LaMarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard? I ain't, oh, and Clyde Drexler. I ain't never heard of no black people being in Portland besides them four brothers. Yeah, I think they said it. I think it's less than 10%. Uh, black. I, I I could be wrong, but I think I heard that it's less than ten percent black people. Listen, man, you had white people showing up by the hundreds, nay thousands, to protect the Black Lives Matter protesters. What did Trump do? He told those federal guys to beat the people that were standing between the cops and the protesters. They beat the mayor of Portland. For what? For supporting yes. something that is anti-white supremacy. You cannot reason with Trump. And then he laughed at the mayor. Yeah, yeah. You, you ain't no reasoning with Trump. This is why we're voting for Joe Biden. This is why we want Kamala Harris in office. You can pressure them. That's the goal. It ain't about we just love Kamala Harris because she's just a black woman. I don't care nothing about that. Some black people I don't like. But I know I can pressure Joe Biden. I know we can pressure Kamala Harris. Get us some legislation changes. I think it would have took kids to start burning stuff down before Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would have enacted some kind of regulation to get this police reform to start. 
We had to literally burn down Minneapolis for Minneapolis. Be like, you know what? Y'all might be right. Why y'all think kids are burning stuff down? What happened? Huh? What's that? You know what I'm saying? They, they finally said, we're going to look into what's been happening. Right. Like, you see what, you see what they did in uh, Kentucky, Louisville. You had them 80 people out there protesting outside of the uh, district attorney's house because he refused to come out and make a statement about the investigation or the progress. What does white supremacy do? White supremacy says, you know what? And what's crazy, the uh, uh, district attorney whose house they were protesting is a black man. Yeah, that's the so we, we're not. Of, uh, yeah, we're not yeah. telling you to just be in love with somebody because they got a certain complexion. We're telling you we need you to put people in place that they are willing to bend to the will and the needs of the people. So, perfect example for those of us that say Kamala Harris ain't black. Let's compare Kamala Harris to the black district attorney in, in Louisville that's in charge of the Breonna Taylor case. Instead of listening and considering what the protesters were saying when they were peacefully protesting, he ignored, 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 and then they showed up at his front door and protested. What did he do? He had them all arrested and charged with three felonies. That is white supremacy. White supremacy ignores the interest of the common person for the few business owners. And we're not talking about people that own like a mom and pop shop barbershop things of that nature we're talking about people that are up here in the billions in the in the hundreds of millions in the tens of millions they're not willing to consider the needs of the many and so what they're going to do they're going to execute flex as, as y'all like to put it and remove the resistance to their interests trump don't care about them statues and them, them names of them political uh army bases but guess who does care about that stuff? The poor, uneducated, rural, middle Americans. Those are the people that are excited about what Trump is doing. Those are the people that want to see all these statues be protected. And he knows if he signed that stuff, they're going to show up and vote for him. Meanwhile, we're sitting there arguing about Kamala Harris not being black enough. Or Joe Biden being rapey. Okay, so what? Trump, Trump admitted to raping and assaulting women. Trump is really close friends with Jeffrey Epstein. They lived in the same city. I think they live in the same neighborhood. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of young white women were being raped and sexually assaulted by Jeffrey Epstein. Trump was a frequent collaborator with Jeffrey Epstein. A.K.A. he was at the sex parties. But y'all care more about Joe Biden's seemingly rapey nature. Or y'all care more about Kamala Harris arresting black people and colored people in California. Okay, if you care that much about it, Trump got migrant children sitting in cages right now, sleeping under aluminum foil. Matter of fact, this is how bad it is. In, in some of the cages which is really messed up to say about humans. But in some of the cages, there are so many men in the cages that they can't lay down on the floor to sleep. They have to stand up. There's not enough space. Please, y'all. People are literally spending money to confuse you using social media. 
Facebook just announced two weeks. Was that last week? I think it was last week. Where they had to suspend the hundreds of accounts that were aimed at confusing people with memes. They call them troll farms. This is a real thing. They make memes to confuse you into not participating in the political process. That's not a conspiracy. That is not a conspiracy. That is not a conspiracy. That is not the Illuminati. That is not anybody injecting AIDS in your chicken nuggets. They just don't want you to vote. That that's it. Oh man. Kind of sad. People that showed up agree with us, which I, I appreciate. I love it. I thought we were gonna have some pushback. Apparently we don't have anybody that cares enough to show up to the debate. I don't know. Hey, you need politicians, you need activists. Kamala Harris is not an activist. Joe Biden is, Joe Biden is not an activist. You go be the activist. You be the activist. Inform yourself about the system that you live in and learn how to exploit it because it's exploiting you. Put somebody in charge that will listen to you. Then you can get everything. Well, you can try to get everything you want. Right now, Trump don't care nothing about you. He will literally beat you if you say something against him. And I know you know that because you ain't fighting. Blaze, you know anybody showed up for the protest? Physically? I know some people, yeah. You know some people? They they voting? Yes. They gonna vote? Of course. They protesting yes. and voting? They doing both? What's that? They protesting and voting? Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. I ain't know. Oh, I guess that's how it works, man. You protest and you vote. Okay. Well, all the real gangsters protesting and voting. And, 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 and here's one thing I want to say is that I think there are different ways of us being activists. Um, that's what I want to say. Um, protesting, you know, or showing up for demonstrations or whatever. That's one form of activism. Mm -hmm. Activism, it, it just means moving um, your cause further. Right. And, right. Um, and you know, that's, I think that's one thing I want to get um, in the minds of people is that they think just because it's not something visible, it's not something that's, um, you know, promoted on via social media, they think that people aren't doing anything. Right. But I know that's one thing I had to check in myself. Is like, all right, um, I put see, more on social media. No, oh. I see you know things that I don't like. I see things that I think are impediments to us as progressing as a people or whatever. Um, what resources or what knowledge do I have to where I can move the the needle forward for my community and my people or whatever? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what I'm working on doing. It's not me necessarily going in the street, you know, holding up signs, yelling, things like that, right. demonstrating. Right. But I, I'm going to say, hey, you know, and for me, it, it's, it's, it's being a mentor, um, you know, talking to young people, reaching out to them, learning about their goals, putting different resources together for them to, to reach their goals or whatever. That's me personally. Right. I think that's one thing is that people think it's one kind of activism and if they're not doing this then they're not they're they're not you know doing anything to affect their community it, it's 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 a 
it's a war that has to be fought on a lot of different fronts. Right. It has to be fought by people who can legislate actions. It has to be uh, fought by people who can, you know, keep things on the forefront of our minds. It has to be fought mm-hmm. by people who can fortify their communities and saying, hey, while y'all are out, um, you know, trying to enact change um, legislatively, I'm going to be out making sure that the people, you know, I'm bringing up strong, young, you know, young people behind us or whatever. So right. once things improve or whatever, these people can grow, grow and flourish. So I think that's one thing that people have to keep in mind, too, is that there are several different ways for people to be act, um, activists or whatever, in that just because we don't think people are doing the things the exact same way that we want them to be done, that we shouldn't discourage people from act, from being activists in whatever way they see uh, feasible for themselves. That's your right as an American citizen. Don't you enjoy that, right? You do? Well, guess who's trying to take it away? Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of, a lot of people is like, oh, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you're not this because I don't, I don't see it or I, I don't know what you're doing or whatever. So you, you're not, you know, for the people or whatever. But I think we have to be very careful in, um, you know, saying people that people have to do a, you know, particular thing. Um, before we can, um, you know, give them credibility in what they're doing. So true. So much so that Ti, 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 thumbs up to Ti. You see my thumbs. Thumbs up, Ti. Ti is active. He's actively trying to help us get Trump out. Ti is active. I agree with everything he says. No, you shouldn't agree with everything somebody says. That's not possible. Okay. Our goal is to get you guys to critically think about current events. Critically think about your life and how it interacts with everything else. But uh, yeah, shouts out to T.I., man. T.I. has been, I think, was that Forbes magazine? I think it was Forbes magazine where he uh, issued a four-page letter. In response to, I think it was London luggage or Lauren London. No, it's not Lauren London. <laughs> there was some insurance company that was around during the transatlantic slave trade that still exists today. Lords of London. There you go. Lords of London. Lords of London. Yeah. Yeah. And um, people were able to actually put slaves up as collateral to purchase more land. Right. Now. Y'all not upset about that. Yo, Waleed, T.I., Clifford Harris, Clifford T.I.P. Harris, totally the, the rapper from Atlanta. No, but was, we brought him up because we were saying T.I., uh, he's active. He's not a politician, but he is active. Active in trying to get things to happen. He has a goal of, I guess, getting reparations of some kind for African-Americans. That's his goal. So he's going to pursue that one singular goal, right? Is that good for all of America? I think so. But that's not a plan that addresses, you know, the Latin population or the white population or the gay population. It doesn't address that. It just addresses one group. And that's why he would be considered an activist. And the measures by which he's going about it are more extreme than an elected official. He wants something to get done faster than the legislative process usually works. That's why he's considered an activist. So anyway, that we losing the people, man. 
in an hour and 30 minutes. What? Yeah, man, y'all share this. Please. That's the one thing we want y'all to do. Share, 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 share. Thank you to the first-time listeners for joining us. Thank you for the returning listeners for joining us. Thank you to those of us that are tuning in every week. Because, again, it makes it feel like family instead of the crew. Uh, ask that you guys subscribe. We're on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Not Instagram, excuse me. Facebook, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, YouTube. Support, share. Think what we're doing isn't right? Let us know. If it's too scary for you, sorry. Trying to be more of a teddy bear with the information. But come from that that school where they're going to cuss you out and tell you you're stupid. <laughs> All right. Y'all check out Roland Martin, man. That dude is funny. He literally be like cursing people out and dumb. That just gets me excited. I don't know about nobody else, but I didn't know he was that wild. But, uh, yeah, man, we're we, we doing it for y'all. Help us out. Let us know what you want to talk about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, thank you guys for rocking with us another week. Um, God bless, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hey.